Welcome back, everyone, to the Council for Maintenance podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we are a show that takes a behind-the-scenes look into the gritty, non-glamorous life of aircraft maintenance. We share some laughs, impart some wisdom, all in hopes of giving you that split-seconds relief in your day that can hopefully prevent a mishap. I am your co-host, Six. Our hosts, MVP and Shoreline, are silently in the back, making sure our faces stay fit for radio and that I don't make a complete fool of myself. Uh, today, we got two return guests, uh, the ever-knowledgeable Stig of uh, Stig Aviation, and always with full effects, Max of Airplane Facts with Max. Well, welcome back, uh, guys. Glad to have you on the show again. Glad to be here. Glad to be and, here as well. And introducing a new guest on our show, longtime friend, first-time caller, <laughs> Brent from Total Aviation. Welcome aboard, Brent. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thank you for having me. Hey, you know, we finally actually got together for the first time. And we, we've kind of been talking about this for some time now. I think ever since Stig first came aboard. But life happens. Well, <laughs> Schedules happen. Work happens. So, well, hey, we're finally here. And we're finally doing it. So we've right. done some roundtables in the past, discussing topics, with getting some different perspectives on things. Uh, I do have questions regarding y'all's creativity, some of the content stuff you made, and we'll address them as we go along. Uh, same with any topics that kind of just pop up. This is really kind of just a roundtable of different mechanics hearing, <laughs> saying uh, some things, and discussing stuff that may be pertinent to what's going on in our area. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a fun time. Oh, I believe I know it's going to be fun. You have <laughs> some of the most professional people that right now around you right here. I mean, these, guys are, you, these, are, these are the folks that uh, I look up to and yeah. I listen to, and these are my close personal friends. So, yeah, I guarantee that. I'm, I mean, I'm going to need some professionalism because I'm definitely not one of the professional people here. Yeah, so. you are. Stop doing that. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> that was like it. That was the cap. That whole, that whole lead up to this, that was the cap. Like, at that point, like, total brain fart. Blank, blank slate the whole way through. <laughs> That's how I live my life, dude. I believe. Uh, failing upward, man. That, I, I'm forever hey, using upward, that. Yeah. Failing upward. I love That's that. That's how you do it, dude. I'm forever using that. And I've said that at work once and I blew everybody's brain. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. And it's like, oh. and I just like pointed at somebody. You see that guy right there? Failing upward. I got a total dad joke for everybody here. I, I oh, don't yeah? know if it's polite. I don't know if it's going to be politically correct or get uh, <laughs> shut down, but whatever. You guys want to hear it? Yep. Yeah, sure. I mean, you kind of led me with that, so now I got to hear it. All right. So the dad joke of the day. Um, let's see. Why do you not uh, blame a lazy person? Why? Why not? Be because they didn't do anything. Oh, <laughs> 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 this guy. No, that's, <laughs> nice, that's, that's my dad joke of the day. Nice dig. That was good. Nice. That's good. Anyway, proceed. So, uh, but before we get into like the more serious questions, I just kind of want to ask a little bit about your guys' content. I mean, we've we've kind of talked about it offline and and, and max and stick we've can we talked about it briefly in, in previous episodes but i there's times when i've hit like this air quotes burnout wall where sometimes where i'm trying to like think of things to kind of convey but it's just like not happening i'm just like drawing a, a full-on blank <laughs> have you guys ever ran into something like that i 
I mean, for me, yes, right. Um, there's been a bunch of times that I'm sitting around and I think, man, I, I think I ran out of ideas. I can't, I can't think of any way to connect any more of these parts to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Why are you even trying? No, you haven't attacked your potential. Stop. I, I know, but, on, Max. but then, like, what I what I was gonna say is like sometimes I, I've learned to just kind of not like try to come up with ideas. They just kind of and just kind of let them happen. Like so, the other. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I made a video about battering rams like Grand in mm -hmm. that they used to smash the gates of Minas Tirith. And I wasn't thinking about it originally. And then I saw that they had the forward cargo was all tore up and I saw the battery and I was like, oh, look, a battery. And I was like, battery ram. <laughs> battery <laughs> ram. Yeah, I just kind of like, you and I'm like, all right, they have one of those. I could, I could tie it in, right? And then, mm -hmm. you know what it is? It's organic. That's what it is. That, that's yeah. why it, when, you, when you watch Max, Max's videos, it's it's genuinely organic it's uh there's no hesitation and i know for, for a fact there's no script behind it it's no, just, just genuinely his <laughs> brain just it clicks and he just starts talking and all of it just comes out and then he just <laughs> it's stop on the video he's like what what did i just I, do yeah i want to know how i, I want to know how many takes i want to uh, see the i guarantee you he does none it that's like one take no, I, I can't. I no, it's not one take. It's not one take. All right, we'll pull the curtain back a little. It's all like, right, all right. it's yeah. like, yeah, you, like, you spoil it for me, Max. I know, dude. I know. It's like, it might be three. It might be three or four. All right. Because like, how do you, how do you keep the guys away? The noise makers. <laughs> It's a, middle night. it's a middle oh. night of in a hangar. <laughs> yeah, it's it's during it's during lunch break, dude. Nobody's gonna be on the plane during their lunch break. Come on. <laughs> so what Max means is when take three, it's not because he's messed up, it's because he's had so many facts and like, okay, this is the juicy one. Let's post this one. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> You know, it's not like you're like, oh damn, I, I screwed up. It was supposed to be this, but I said that. And uh, he just rolls in, it's like, you know what? That didn't feel that well. Let's try this again. And then the one you get is like the banger of the three. Yeah, but <laughs> pretty still, much. dude, like the effort, like like it's it's it still feels like one take and like that's in one breath. He's going yeah. at it. I mean, it's a talent I didn't know I had. But which is, which is great. I've tried, honestly, I tried doing it on the episode with you, Max, and I stumbled on my words a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, that was actually pretty good. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Like, totally it, not it what was. it was totally not yeah, what but, I was going for, but it worked. <laughs> but when it comes to like making content for me and like running into like walls, I, I, I just, I try not to stress about it. And I just want it to just kind of, I, I, I did, there was a time where I was like, man, I got to come up with some ideas before I go to work this week. And then I just kind of was like, nah, you know, it'll, it'll happen when it happens. Uh, Max, I'm totally with you on that one. But look, I, you see my posts, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all you guys, all you guys, you see how far in between I do them. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I'll go weeks, sometimes a month in between even the post. It's just, you gotta get inspired by something. There's gotta be that question. Like I'll get questions and I can just answer them real quick. And I'm like, oh, that's not really inspired to really make a video about it because pretty much I've addressed those ish those questions throughout other videos. So for me to repeat myself, I'll be like, okay, why am I talking about this uh, once again? Uh, just go watch the other stuff. But there's some questions that really trigger me trigger me in a positive way that's what i meant by the way not trigger in a bad way like inspiring um, 
Yeah, yeah. It's like um, you you get into it. You're like, oh man, you know what? You know, I I know about the system. I know what it does, but let me dig deeper into it. And that's what I do. Then my OCD takes over, and I'm like, okay, now <laughs> I need to go go dive deep into the ATA chapters, and I gotta dissect it, fine tune it, and understand it completely, which I do. And then I have to bring it back down and dumb it down and make a video on it and explain it in a very just normal format. I I don't know. That's the best way I can put it. You know, I'm going to be completely honest. Like I thought like the reason why your, your videos are so far in between is because like you speak it, like you're talking to mechanics and like, okay, that might be just a wee bit too advanced. Let me just try to dial it down a notch. And then you try again and like, okay, maybe that one's just a little too much uh, again. Or, or like, um, you're just trying to find the right video to fit. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I think. I think like the knowledge is there and everything's there. And it's just like, you know what, this, this video doesn't hit or this picture doesn't hit. I need a, I need another job of this. Oh, it specific thing. Yeah. It takes, it takes time, man. It, it, like all of it takes time. Like, for, me, I, for, I, my, for my videos, especially like it's, I, I gotta get, I need, I need time. It, it doesn't happen in like, a one day. Sometimes it happens in one day, and I already have the images that I need, and I, I I can just organically throw it out there. But sometimes I get questions. I'm like, "Holy cow! I can't really answer that specifically because not only don't I don't have the imagery to represent it, but on top of that, I actually need to go research myself and read and educate myself more so I can put it out." you know logically to the to the public brent i'm sorry i apologize i apologize i interrupted no, you. i'm just i'm just saying i admire you guys because you guys do it on, on multiple platforms right you guys are doing TikTok and youtube and instagram plus whatever else like i'm just doing instagram for the most part and that's that's a lot of work for me and my content is as far as technical it's not even close to you guys i'm just no, i'm no, just no, messing brent, 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 and Brent is selling himself short. Uh, Brent he is. is the salt of the earth. He, no, he no, no, does, I'm just, he I'm does just things around. that are no, no. He's not messing around. Are they, Brent, stop. I have. Uh, don't get me wrong. I got a few videos that I put out that they were meant to, you know, push, you know, little knee jerk, you know. But you do. My, you, you you push the questions. You, you put out the questions yeah. and you say things like, you know what? Uh, let's talk about it. The the last one you put out that was the most like really controversial one which i loved and he used uh, the the airbus uh look it up man it, thing it's three it's 300 comments and going right i'm just oh, I, I think about it, like, going. like if you look at some of the comments people are attacking me i'm like why are you attacking me i'm i'm just yeah. saying that it's impressive <laughs> that they're doing this go attack airbus it's not me <laughs> No, it's amazing. The thing is, like, the, what he put out, it, it was like a simple video, but it touches you. It touches I, you in a way where, like, you, you have to think about it. I and agree. That's what Brent does. I agree. Like Brent's, uh, yeah. if for those of you guys who have not seen it, Brent with Totally Aviation's uh, content, it's like that three minute gut punch. Like, you're like, um, <laughs> you don't. It, it, it's that perfect hit that you just like, wow, that, that I can't believe that messed me up. I'm all, oh, dude, I'm all he, choked up now. I think one dude, of the best... He, he has choked me up so many freaking times. I'm just like, oh my goodness. I, I, I like, remember... The, what did you just do? Right? 
I remember the first one that uh, that I that I first uh, saw from Brent uh, with Total. It was about uh, aircraft mechanics. Like, why do we do it? It was like maybe two minutes. Had this this background music, all somber and stuff, and then just like different clips of different mechanics doing different things. And uh, I think that was just before we our first episode was Stick. That's how long ago it was. And mm. I, was, I, was, I was all choked up, like, oh, holy shit, man! Like, am oh, I really that? Am the... I really that cool? Like, are are air cam mechanics really that cool? And you know which one that was? That's where uh, where mechanics go when we die. Yes, that's oh, the one. Man, that's that's the, one. the one. That one got me so much attention. Like, I mean, like I have colleagues that are like on LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. And for example, they're like, "Hey, your videos on LinkedIn." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" That. They're like, oh, it's the, mm. the one where aircraft mechanics go to die. It's everywhere. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I guess that, that touched somebody. Yeah. We don't die. Oh, yeah. We just regroup. Uh, we just yeah. regroup to the moon. <laughs> yeah. That that one hit me hard. And then and so and then here comes Stig on the um following that like maybe a couple hours after the fact. And we're both just spinning our wheels about it. Like, man, I'm like so fucked up right now. I can't even believe that we're even talking. And then we're talking about this video and all kinds of other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, like, so, uh, go ahead. Sorry. The, the thing for me is like, I, I, how I started, if you go back on my page far enough, you see, I started with photos. Mm-hmm. I used to take pictures of airplanes. My wife bought me a camera and I'm like, you know what? I don't know what to do with this thing. I'll bring it to work and take pictures. And then as I grew, I think I started in 2016 as instagram grew and reels came about and stuff like that i found a few other mechanics on the platform one of them was a guy uh in new york name is daniel his name's guess who right and he was posting maintenance pictures and stuff like i'm like oh i could do this but while doing that i realized that there's a lot of pilot content Mm -hmm. there's this pilot joe pilot dave pilot tom yeah, right? and it's just, just like pilots, you know, showing what they eat, what they do on a trip. And I'm like, wait, there's no one really showing like airplanes mm-hmm. and the insane things that we like we do to keep these things flying. And then at that point, I think I found Stig, and I was like, oh, this guy's taking it to a whole other level. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my right? god. If you look, if you look at my page, like if you look at my stories, for example, I will go through and I will find every maintenance video of every, you know, maintenance aircraft maintenance content creator out there in the world, and I'll share it mm-hmm. because I want to see us all mm-hmm. over the platform. I want I the world to see, want to see us and what we do and what we contribute. Because let's be real, no one knows, you know, what we do. They, they don't. Know that they, a, they really don't. They don't. Yeah, they don't. They really they don't. don't. And like uh, even flight attendants, they don't even know. Like, there's, you know, like one time I remember a flight attendant asked me, she's like, the airplane was grounded. She's like, uh, so where does the airplane go from here? I'm like, you see those really, really big buildings over there? Those hangars, that's where it's going. <laughs> yeah. This right? ain't flying. No, it's not flying. I, I noticed right? that too, like uh, with pilots, not knocking them. I mean, they they really uh, dialed oh, in yeah. the gimmick. Because I've seen a right. lot of them with uh, their in, with their um, social media handles, like fly with so and so, take flight with so and so, so and so with mm-hmm. wings. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love it. It's great. You guys are really nailing it. it. It's it's quick to the point. But when it comes to mechanic side, it's like damn near undiscoverable because it's just so small. And right. um, uh, likewise with us, when we started our show, 
we were looking around to see like, okay, who can we like uh, mold ourselves from? Because we, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We were three guys never even had mics plugged into a, a computer before. Like that, that's how green we were. And so we were looking around to see like, who can we like uh, use an as an example to emulate. And the first 300 results that we went looking around with were all pilot related. Or yeah. it was like some kind of classroom lecture about aircraft maintenance was was really long, like some three plus hours worth of content. I'm like, okay, this is a little too rough. <laughs> and yeah. uh, how we kind of discovered ourselves was like, well, you know what? Our day kind of sucked. <laughs> it, it sucked really <laughs> bad. And um, a lot of uh, guys, you, you might have seen it yourselves where dudes are just so wrung out from work that they're just maybe a couple seconds away from like, not caring anymore like they want to mm -hmm. see what high-fiving a turbo prop is going to feel like as no don't say that don't say that you know what <laughs> i mean but, but it was that bad it was so bad and so like um it's like i just want to make people laugh like the three of us collectively like let's just, i just want to make something that'll make people laugh and it started with memes <laughs> and then uh, when we started out with the show we kind of just spoke in memes kind of like we had like a whole conversation with just basically less talking like memes and then um uh at some at, at a lot of anger to it uh, i admit to it uh, a whole mm -hmm. lot of anger and then um over time just like you know what man like uh everyone's already collectively pissed and being pissed off being like that angry comedy it, it didn't really hit for a lot of people it just kind of made it worse for most people uh and so that's where you kind of like, you know because, that maybe because, you, because you're feeding you're feeding the, the, the fire yes you're 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 you're, you're putting fuel on the fire you can't do that right and then and that's uh and that was kind of like our learning point like because we did it because talking in anger made us feel better but it made someone else feel worse so we kind of yeah. so we kind of reassessed ourselves and dialed it back it's like well what do we really want to do about it like right. it, it's making us laugh sure maybe a couple other people with really dark sense of humor but for the vast majority it's just kind of like dude why are you so pissed <laughs> and um that's when we kind of just dialed it back and we kind of started, we unintentionally started going educational about it, but not educational where we're trying to teach you the system, which is what a lot right. of you guys are for. It's mostly not like me. what happens, not, what not happens beyond stick, the line. Sticks. Yeah, That's all stick, sticks the teacher. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, 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 I something, not a teacher. God. Something that, something that, uh, for me, something that changed with my content is w when I first started making it, if you look at my early videos, I'm just kind of like trying to make really deadpan like jokes, mm -hmm. kind of matter right. of fact. And then it switched to Lord of the Rings. And then over time, people were like, I'm actually learning stuff about airplanes. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. I was going to mention that. I was and actually going to mention that, Max. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I started being like, well, I could, I could be a little bit more detailed on the surface level and, and, actually give a little bit of airplane information right and also that, and also keep my bit you know like so like i can talk about because i realize that a lot of people watch my content that are are aircraft mechanics but a lot of people watch it that are not mm -hmm. and so like you know a, a lot of people that watch my content don't even know what a thrust reverser is they've mm -hmm. they, they're <laughs> like is that what that loud sound is when we land and i'm like yeah it, yeah that's, that's what it is so, so one one thing i noticed and i've been noticing it like like i pay attention to the details and especially what max does and and he does it so subtly and so eloquently i love it i absolutely love it because 
I catch the details. And on top of that, I'm a Lord of the, Lord of the Rings fan as well. So, uh, who, but who this last it? video, this last video, and I, I've sent you a bunch of videos on, on a bunch of silly things. But anyway, regardless of that, this last video that Max did, he pointed out a very, very specific component. And actually a very important component. Yeah. Within the 737 wheel well, it's it's regarding to the the thrust reverser uh, actuation point. Yes, it was the and uh, yeah, he pointed that out, and yeah, but the thing is, it was so is it was such a relevant inf- point of information. It was short and sweet, but it allows people to just go out and research. I'm like, what? Wait, what? What did he just say? What he right. what was he talking about? But that component is actually super important, and how he mentioned it, and then he transitioned into something else. It just it's beautiful. I like you. It's uncanny. There's nobody else that can do that. Only Max can do that. I don't know about that, dude. I mean, yeah, I guarantee only Max can do that. Only Max can do that. Guaranteed. I I absolutely guarantee. I found you on TikTok. And because I, I guess signed up for TikTok one day, someone sent me a message like, "Hey, you should do a TikTok." And yeah. I'm like, "Okay, I'll just try it." And I found you on there. I'm like, "What is happening?" It's beautiful. And I'm like, "Wait, why? Why is he so knowledgeable about learning things? This is insane!" And he, uh, dude, yeah, it was. I watched like honestly, like I watched like 20 of your videos back to back. Yeah, but and you don't, you don't, you don't skip a beat. Like it's yep. like perfect. But yeah. I do. I, I have been enjoying like lately over the last several months trying to weave in a little bit more like actual inform, actual aircraft information into the videos. You know, to maybe maybe spread awareness of the industry or to try to you know let people know that aircraft mechanics are a thing because there's people that don't even realize that this is a job. Mike, so this is a perfect segue for you to just definitely throw out the promo of the uh, the, the fact that FAA literally yeah. had them had you on their podcast. Yeah, that was, that was the, crazy. This There's is, I think, the very first aircraft mechanic. I, I don't, awesome. I don't know anybody else. I've never seen or heard the FAA, literally the FAA, promote. Yeah and support an aircraft maintenance technician ever i've never yeah. seen it in my 25 That's years awesome. of my career i have a this FAA, is the first man i have an faa.gov airplane facts with max page Dang. look at oh, you legit. man look at this guy. can we get it's your crazy. autograph man yeah, this is crazy dude. speaking of that <laughs> speaking of that uh off topic since we're a little bit on the lord of the rings um there was this um magazine that has a whole collage of different artists who did lord of the rings art and mr max here did the foreword to it yeah for those of y'all who have not seen the instagram or the social media post lately and uh i actually got it and oh did you it's a good it's a good little zine it's great and i was honestly gonna i was gonna buy it and say hey man what's your mailing address just have it mailed to you sign it and then mail it to me or mail it to (laughs) us like three copies of it and and it's not because like i I just want to like uh, inflate your ego or anything like that. It's because I don't have an ego. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, he does. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, well, well, the reason why, like, I I specifically want people to sign it is because, or especially like mechanics, is because you're an aircraft mechanic, and 
it's um I'm, I'm trying not to get too sentimental here but it, it's because it's someone i know who's actually been in the sticks with me or at least i've done something similar so for you guys to have been propped up in whatever uh side of the of the internet verse you are with you guys are pretty big i'm gonna say that like um uh, bigger than what? Well, like, what are you talking about? Big. I mean, dude, that, that's, that's, let's face it, man. Like, there's not one bigger aircraft marks. mechanic in this in in this side of the world that doesn't know who you guys are. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just being honest. Like, yeah, like. But, uh, in the end of the, but in the end of the day, well, what are we? We're we're mechanics. We're we're, yeah, we're wrenches. Like we're, we're righty tighty lefty loosey, dude. Exactly. <laughs> we're just we're just we're just people. We're we're guys. Right, Brent, and, and, and that's, Brent, and I think Brent, that's is, Brent is north of me, uh, Canada, Max is south Canada. of me, and, <laughs> and yeah, so they were, they were hey, just you guys, people. You guys didn't mention I'm from Canada. You guys know that, right? Yeah, what? You, got, you, got, you, got AME, what? you, you uh, know that? What? I'm, an aircraft, I'm an aircraft maintenance engineer. Yeah. Oh man, AME, Brent, I'm, Brent, you 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 got you got to do this whole thing. Uh, who was it? Was this? Uh, Sebastian, it was Sebastian. Oh yeah, Sebastian. That's yeah, right. he, he, he did only, the whole, uh, uh, only fan cow. Yeah, only uh, only fan cow. Yeah, Sebastian's yeah. awesome. He's a super Sebastian's nice guy. Cool. I worked he's with Sebastian hilarious. for quite a few years, actually. He's such a good guy, man. He's uh, he's yeah. a sweetheart. But he yeah. <laughs> he put out this video the other day. Um, what was it comparing uh, what we were called, a mechanic or an engineer? Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, that was I was like listen, and then, listen, then, somehow listen, I got thrown into the mix of this one. <laughs> I got tagged into this one. I'm like, what do you what do you think? Um, and I'm just like, dude, uh you can call me Shelly if you want. I could care less. As long as the paycheck don't bounce and That's I get great. to fix the airplane and I get to do my job, I could care less what you call me. So the thing about it, if you guys notice, the rest of the world everyone else is engineers right we're, we're all referred referred to as aircraft maintenance engineers right yeah we all have a similar like licensing system i know like i don't know if you guys ever you know expanded on it like uh so the europe they follow yasa mm -hmm. we have our tcaa and the tca and yasa is pretty much the same as far as how we go about certifying airplanes and, and stuff like that right uh but the u.s the u.s is a little bit different it's a lot but essentially different. we're all we we well, a lot of it different, but we do the same thing. Right. Right. So, so, so here's a question about that, right? Um, since we're talking about differences between FAA, uh, CAA, EASA, and so forth, I know with EASA, like you're only allowed to have so many ratings with your uh, certificate. Is that the same with uh, CAA or um, can, no, with the. No you, can, no, you can have as many as you want. Technically. I thought I thought the I thought the difference was you can maximum have uh, four ratings. Uh, I think that's that yes, Oh yes, that's, yes. I don't know. If, like, I don't know. I can't speak on that. But in Canada, you could have as many. Like right now, in my company, I have four. Yeah. Um, so, but with me, I have. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. On your end, uh, it's, I think they're they're more. They correlate more with the FAA standards and uh, they allow you to have more from the people i've talked to that are on um dcga or d i always mispronounce that acronym dcga or d c a d 
Anyway, uh, Yasa or that part of the world, from what I've heard, is the maximum capacity of um, ratings or aircraft mm-hmm. type ratings. I think they can have maximum of four or maybe five. Correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. I, I want to say be, it's five. I, be, I think you're right with five. And so, yeah. like, if you want to get another rating in a, in a, say, a six aircraft, you have to drop one to get the uh, the fifth. Yeah, or something like that's that. the yeah. On the on obviously on the USA side, I have, I have like, goodness, uh, I, I lost count of the ratings. I some of the some of the some of the stuff I have for the ratings I have is that the aircraft don't even exist, but I have the certificates for them, so. Yeah, I was about to ask you that, like, man, like, since you mentioned 25 years, aren't some of them, like, mothballed for good, you know? Or, like, yeah, I mean, they're, like, uh, they're I, in I deep have, storage? I have, I have rating, yeah, they, they're gone. They don't exist. I have ratings for L-1011. I have they, the Genfem and the ratings for L-1011s. I, the airplane's not, ex- there's only one in existence. So it, it doesn't exist. The only, the only number that can- that conversation we had about microfiche. Yeah. Oh god. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Stick to use it. I believe it, man. Yeah, I use it. <laughs> you have to use like the mini projector. You gotta wind it up to get it to project. Just like your old school, if you've ever gone to an old uh, library to find like um newspaper articles and yeah, that's exactly what I used to do. Oh yeah. I'm all about and it, I'm, man. I I they that system just went away when they were teaching me how to how to fix planes like yeah we don't use these no more like oh thank god <laughs> they still yeah. had the they still had the cells if you guys have ever seen those where like uh it's like these uh transparent cells that sit on a projector and it, and it like it it shoots out to a uh, a wall or a screen yeah the overhead projector yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like they're oldish oldest dirt man like the ones like you were if um like 1980s, 1990s, uh, elementary school type projector. Elementary school stuff, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, They used those in my AMP school. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, I was, I was like, man, I haven't seen one of these in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, but, the, you know, uh, it works. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the only qualification that really matters is that you have your Q400 qualification. <sighs> yeah. Oh, then, yeah, then I'm failing there on that one. Great, you guys got me. I failed. Yeah, I'm not totally <laughs> failing on that one. Run, boys, okay. run. <laughs> totally right. No, but uh, you know, A and P, you know, you're licensed to work on any aircraft, technically, right? But then it's up to the individual company that you work for's maintenance program to qualify you on specific types. Right? This is I mean, true. Right? I, I feel like that's the biggest difference between between them in terms of like qualifications, right? Because yeah, you, but how do you get qualified for a different aircraft type? Is that through your company, or is that like how do you how do you get your, you know, let's say you're only qualified on seven three sevens and you need to get called on a set triple seven like how do you how do you go about getting that so, qualification that's pretty much wait, your wait. company oh this is that's, so, yeah so that's your company so pretty much say my airline buys a new type yeah right say that for example when we got seven eight sevens uh seven eight seven showed up and in order for us to release this airplane we carry we, we call it's called an aircraft uh, it's called an aca and mm-hmm. that's the authority that you need to uh, release that aircraft. But in order to get that authority, you need to do a type rating. And in the case of the 787, it was eight weeks. Eight weeks. Wow. Eight, you had the eight week, wait, you had the eight week class? So we, so in Canada, we do eight weeks. Yasa, they do 10 because they do a two week practical. My practical <laughs> is essentially a, 
uh, a walk around the aircraft for the most part. But in Yasa, they they do ten weeks. Um, we also write. We do exams. We do closed booked exams. So we sit in like sterile environments, and uh, we got to get us our rate. Yeah. Our pass rate seventy percent. Yasa. Yeah, ours was different. Yeah, ours, absolutely. ours was different, Brent. Uh, we did ours. Uh, I had the four week course yeah. for uh, the seven eight seven. But then, yeah. then again, I took an additional course for the avionics systems for the seven eight seven. So, counted as a uh, five week course yeah. uh, altogether. But this is type getting type rated for yeah. uh, dash eight dash nines plus avionics certification. Yeah. So, like us, like our our license is broken down in Canada into uh, essentially three licenses. So an avionics is an E license, uh, mechanics were M, M2. There's M1, M2. M1 is for essentially GA, uh, anything under 14,000 pounds or something like that. Uh, so I'm an M2. And then for sheet metal structures, the airframe of the airplane, of the aircraft, that's an S license, right? So mm -hmm. that's how we're broken down here. So okay. the M2, the mechanic, which is me, we released the airplane for flight. We're the only ones that can actually certify an airplane airworthy. Huh. Right? Oh, yeah. you actually answered my question just before I asked it, because I know EASA has like 15, B1, B2. <laughs> 15 <laughs> different little uh, certificates. I mean, they have the main ones, right? A1, yeah. A2, B1, B2, but I think they have like a whole slew of like they little ones. Bunch, yeah. yeah. So uh, um, with, with ours, so I can certify the airplane. I release the airplane for flight. The e-license, I can essentially do a lot of the tasks that they do with exception of the intricate stuff, like say opening up a box, mm -hmm. right? I can't get into a box and start messing around or other, there's other things that we can't do. And when then like uh, the structure is part of it, well, everybody knows those guys are wizards. Those guys belong in the Lord of the Rings because they do some magical shit. You, you know right. you, that reminds me you know who's a really good one who just really blew me away with her work was uh Alyssa, um well yeah. uh, from uh uh what was her uh tag uh, uh lockwood she yeah. actually yeah. he just actually opened up a, her own brand new uh shop engine shop yeah i saw uh, that yeah did you see that she she isn't she is a uh you got you got promoted first of all congratulations to her she's Epic mechanic, uh, power, strictly power plant. And she's also, uh, does awesome, uh, sheet metal work, right? But yeah. She got promoted into a, a big engine shop. So she is awesome. in charge of the whole, uh, leap, one uh, B, uh, I believe if nice. I'm not mistaken, leap one B engine shop. Very nice. cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like what, and, um, uh, that, that's a big that's a big step especially for anybody and then like some of this like sheet metal work that she's done like you see like this huge hole and like brent was saying like these guys can like like forge anything out of anything like here's a here's a strip of air let's turn this into a sword i'm like how did you do that <laughs> you know and the the, the, the structures guys man i give them all the props because i i the most i've ever done was like fiberglass patches I think the most intricate thing I've ever done was like a splash mold thing. But that was like, oh my God, look at me. I'm so cool. And then you have other guys who do this in their sleep. I'm like, man, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I, I do, but I don't, you know, because that's like some real intricate work. And like, depending on what you're, 
<laughs> depending on the what medium you're working with or what section you're working with, your tolerances can be are like so tight, you know. So like okay, yeah. okay. So you brought that up, and so now I got to bring this up. So you bring up structures. Now I got to bring up avionics. Mm-hmm. So lately, there's been a big upspring in avionics because avionics is the future of aviation. Yes. No matter what you say and which way you point it at, avionics is the future of aircraft maintenance. Yeah. So lately, there's a uh, lovely, lovely guy, man. He, uh, his name, well, on 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 social, on social, uh, his name is Brilliant Spark, and there's two guys yeah, actually. Brilliant Spark and um, Stan, Avionics Stan. Stan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So these two guys, these two guys are the forefront of avionics aviation. These guys are literally like badasses, man. They like the the the, 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 the things they put out, the things they show, and they talk about. Holy cow! Uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal. You gotta check those things out. It's like if if you if anybody's listening, go check those out. Avionics Stan and uh, Brilliant Spark. These guys are just uh, top notch, smart people. They know what they're talking about, and they show the work. And it's like I learn from them. Oh, most they're definitely. fantastic. Most definitely yeah, good. Like uh, speaking of speaking of that man, like you mentioned, avionics is the wave of the future. Like when I started freaking working on my first fixed wing plane, that was almost sixty five percent of all my inspections was avionics stuff. And me personally, I'm an engine dude. Like I love engines. I can tell you all that all the live long day about engines. And then they say like, hey, I need you to inspect this uh, this uh, wire splice, or I need you to inspect this back shell, like what the hell is that <laughs> right so i'm like combing through this thing like a like uh this whole library of stuff to figure out like what exactly am i looking at what am i inspecting i mean it, it's one thing to do the work it's another thing to inspect someone else's work so you kind of have to have this mode of trust but um when some person could be lying to my face and i totally wouldn't know the difference like yeah it's supposed to look like that okay <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right <laughs> but um yeah avionics is 100 the wave of the future as stig said and as brent mentioned some time ago we a little bit is uh a- ai ai is fast becoming a big thing and i think we mentioned uh with uh one of brent's posts with uh, uh airbus and ai i mean it's almost like a cheat code. Like we, we only need one pilot nowadays and that's just the fit. The pilots, the fail safe and the AI is the real pilot, you know? <laughs> no. So, so no one roasts you on this, on this post. I hope this doesn't start a, a beehive of, you know, backlash, but I'm just saying like what I said in my post, I don't think we're going to go to a single pilot within the next five years. I think it's going to be over 20 years. Yeah, right. I, I don't but, foresee that happening anytime soon at all. Right. No. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, and it's not going to come to commercial aviation first. It's going to go cargo. Brent, do you want to talk about what we talk about? Yeah, sure. Let's hit it. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Brent had a conversation. Uh, uh, actually, Max, you'd probably be a fan of this. Uh, right. Max, do you, do you remember a, a movie uh, uh, called um, The Fifth Element? I've never seen it. Lies, lies. I haven't, lies. It, I haven't seen like any movies. I, you can't, you can't ask me about. But there's, there's three movies you can ask me about. That's it. Oh wow! You never seen the Fifth Element? Uh, you never no, seen I the know. Fifth Element? It's got Bruce Willis. 
Another yeah. yeah. It's yeah. got Mila Jovovich, man. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh, man. Does she play tennis? No. No, no, no. That's um, Anna Kornikova. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, watch, anyway. watch the anyway, film hey. and I'll put it on my list. All right. Continue. <laughs> yeah, it's on, it's on HBO Max, man. <laughs> All right. Cool. Easy. All right. All right. Continue. What were you saying? Anyways, Steve? go ahead. Hey. Uh, anyway, uh, me, me and uh, Britt were having a conversation and uh, we were talking and uh, yeah, obviously the, the, the video put out, it was uh, very significant because it talked about, okay, uh, coming in, in coming days, uh, future, uh, we're talking 20, 30 years ahead here now. Yeah, eventually everything's going to become automated. Uh, pilots, yeah, it's going to turn into a single pilot format that, that it's inevitable technology is moving in that direction it, you cannot stop technology it's going to happen yeah obviously you can have people on the ground monitoring you you might even have pilots remotely flying aircraft but the the, the comical sense of what me and brent were talking about with which is going back to the movie if you guys if anybody's actually seen the movie is um the the sense of where you're no longer going to have pilots or not pilots just accommodations you're not going to need a flight attendants you're not going to need anything people are just going to walk on board get into a pod get inside of a pod sleep and then airplane will get it to its destination you'll wake up out of your pod and get right back out it just it's an interesting um weird future but i don't know I, i'm i'm just speaking in terms of um brent help me out here <laughs> listen all, all i'm saying like listen if i could do that right now i would you know like i've been in, i've been in an in industry for 17 years and i don't enjoy flying like i used to i just want to get there <laughs> yes I, i'm the same right? way so if you can put me in a pod and put me to sleep right now, and then I wake up and I'm on the beach having a beer. Oh yeah. I'm down. Sign me up. Right. right? I, but what, what Stig's pretty much trying to say is like, that's where we're heading. That's just inevitable. Right. That's, you know, look at the technologies that these companies are pushing. Right. I would like some of the listeners actually to go and read up what Airbus is doing with their project Dragonfly and project Vertex it's it's cool like there's one system that the 350 has right now that a lot of people probably don't know that they have they have something called an emergency descent and the airplane will automatically if the airplane depressurizes if the cabin altitude reaches 14,000 feet it will automatically tune the transponder to 7700 and it will descend it would automatically deploy the spoilers turn on the autopilot if it's off turn on the auto throttle if it's off and automatically descend to a breathable altitude taking wow. into uh, taking into uh, into a thing that um terrain so it won't just crash into terrain it knows where it's going and it's going to stay above it to save the but, crew from potential hypoxia this is on the 350 <laughs> right now that's it's perfect. It's, and, on, it's and, on the airplane. Yep, he's absolutely yeah. right. And uh, just to double back on that, on uh, on the Boeing side of things, which me and Brent uh, as well have talked about with uh, the landing gear uh, on takeoff. 
Uh, let's talk about takeoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aircraft takes off. The, the Boeing 787 takes off. And um, the usual on any other aircraft, any other aircraft, um, as soon as V1 rotates and you're going to take off, pilot reaches for the gear handle to go to gear up. So here's an interesting fact for the 787. Uh, that aircraft has become so smart. The technology has become so intricate that when that aircraft does reach a certain airspeed and certain altitude, the gear doors will automatically automatically drop. No pilot input, no touching of the gear handle. The gear doors will just drop automatically. And the airplane will assume that, okay, this is the procedure and the pilot is going to actuate the handle within the flight deck to go gear up, which will push the gear up, obviously. But the thing is, the aircraft anticipates this. It does not even hesitate. It will just drop the gear doors for the pilot. It doesn't wait for the pilot's input. So this is the level of technology we're getting at. Make sense? I I believe, man. Like, I like both. Go ahead, sorry. The crazy thing about it that this is commercial aviation. We're not even talking about general aviation. Oh, oh, yeah. They take it to tell Gulfstream tell and, and, and Global, like, and Bombardier, the Global Expresses, and they got that little Cirrus thing with their Garmin 1000s. Like, the things that they're doing in general aviation, it's way more advanced than commercial so, because they can get away with it there. So I've heard right. some... Uh, I don't know how, uh, where I read this, but it was like it was something in the line of general aviation when they're testing um, uh, this type of GPS. Like the aircraft ha- has GPS to tell it where it is, but they have a, the runway have like these different GPS points. So the pilot only has to do is just press a button, and the aircraft will kind of find these GPS points and it'll land itself in, in like perfect. Um, so I know, like. Commercial right now, they have their uh, RNAV approaches, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. essentially a it's essentially a GPS approach. So it's it's an ILS approach, but without the ILS, it's GPS. Mm-hmm. But they can't let the aircraft go to the ground, go, do a full auto land. They have to disconnect that, disengage at uh, minimums, whatever their minimum height is. Huh. Right, o- only an ILS can do a full touch the wheel, like Cat three can do a touch the wheel on the ground, zero vis, mm-hmm. but that's not saying that the GPS can't do it. Right. right? And this, that this is commercial we're talking, talking, right? This is commercial I'm talking here. Okay. But GA, they can do whatever they want. Right. And right. Uh, and I, and I want to say there's a system that does it. I, I mean, the GPS already can do it now, but I think, like yeah. you mentioned, for a commercial, the, the regulations don't want to allow it. But uh, I, I think, I, I swear I got to find this article or how I found it. But yeah, like the general aviation dudes, like they just tell the GPS to land plane and this thing will figure out where it's at, how long the runway is, the fuel to wait and all that stuff and touch down on the wheels. Brent, the, the, the airplane, uh, the one you were, we were talking about, what's the name of the airplane that does that actually? The, the one pushable button, they will actually drop the flaps and do all the things. It's a, I think it's a Cirrus. That, sound, that sounds like serious. Sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like something they do. Right. Yeah. So that one, uh, you push the button, it finds a, a suitable airport 
for its needs. It will communicate with the air traffic controllers. It will lower the flaps and lower the gear, land the airplane, automatically brake, do everything. Like, it's crazy. Nice. So, SR, is it the SR-22? I don't know if it's that. I just know. I think it's, it could be. I don't know. I'm not sure. How my, my GA stuff is very limited. My, yeah, Same. mine is too. Same. L- l- let's not even talk about GA. Uh, Brent, yeah, nobody cares, nobody cares about, about GA. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. But I'm just saying, I mean, just the technology am. wise. Uh, you, I think I remember you mentioned something about the A350, where uh, of the the braking and the turnoff from from the runway. Talk so the about that. The 350 and the 380 have have a system, right? I don't. I, I might be wrong how I'm explaining how it works, but pretty much. So they look on their. They get a like the, a map of the airport on approach of the runway and they have all the high speed exits and blah, blah, blah. So you can go on this display, tell the airplane, say, Hey, I want to get off an high speed exit, say hotel three. You highlight that the airplane, when it lands will break down to 10 knots to that exit. It automatically breaks. So the, a380 has it and the A350 has it. So a lot of times when you see, right, don't don't kill me for this uh, flyboys, but a lot of times like these fancy Airbuses, the 350 and the 380, when the plane lands, it's the airplane doing all the braking. It will break down to 10 knots to that exit. Whatever exit you want, it will break to that point. Really? That's, That's cool. Deep. Listen, Airbus, they're, they're doing some cool shit, man. They're doing some some wild stuff and this is commercial stuff too that's the crazy yeah, part is, yeah this, this, this is commercial stuff yeah this is commercial they're doing some wild stuff like i i spent some time in europe doing some base coverage and for our dreamliners and next to us there was a 350 that would show up a few times a week so i got a pretty good tour of that airplane and listen beautiful aircraft aircraft like absolutely amazing like that i can see like yeah like for for maintenance it is it's a dream like everything is there like you don't need to plug in a laptop or anything like that you can do it all on the airplane like your maintenance manuals are on the primary not the primary the the efb they're right there wow right that's That's cool that's cool to the point that like say you want an mel system you pull it up and it'll tell you okay these are the circuit breakers, electronic circuit breakers you need to pull. It won't pull them to you, but it will bring you to the breaker. So all you have to do is pull them. That's cool. Like, it's it's crazy. What it, and I, I get it. I get why guys like Airbus is like, I like the 737 dinosaur because I'm good at it. Right. Let's I, be honest. I, I, do, like, I do love the 37. Right. Just like Max likes the Q400 because he's good at it. Um, right? I never said I was good at it. I just said I liked it. <laughs> right? But you can't, you cannot take away from the technology these guys. This is, these guys this is are, true. This yeah, is very you can't true. Take that. And the problem is like the world doesn't understand aviation. They don't understand. I'm not saying not in a derogatory way. I'm just saying they don't understand how much of aviation as we speak right now is automated. Yeah. That is true. They have they have no idea, right? Like I even had a conversation with my mom, and she was saying, "Oh yeah, the pilot's flying." I'm like, "No, mom, 
he's not he's just hanging out he's just looking at stuff up there they're, they're not sure fine they're monitoring okay. they're, 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 they're monitors monitor, right? they're making they're making sure everything is okay right that, you know that stays in line but the, they but don't then again, you, but then again you, you get so many people getting so disgruntled and angry about this and saying uh no pilots do this and do that i'm like yeah they do uh, they're there they're trained obviously they when things go do. wrong if something goes they, wrong yeah they're trained for that but otherwise dude, they're, they're I, just I will, sitting they're sitting there they're watching no, but i i will uh i will never take it away from them because i i, I no there's no need to there's no I, experienced an, I experienced an incident in the caribbean on a very short runway i went on an AO due to rescue an aircraft and uh the aircraft was there for one night. We fixed her stuff. This aircraft was empty. And uh, I'm sitting jump, and we're taking off. And all of a sudden, I remember he said, uh, I think V1 that day was 100 and let's say V1 was like 110. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I just heard the auto stow, uh, the, auto, uh, the speed brake accelerator go, and then all of a sudden, bang. Right, we did a rejected takeoff. Right, mm-hmm. what ended up happening is that after I'm like, dude, what happened? He's like, oh, I had an IAS disagree. Right, so we taxi off the runway. Right, we go. I'm, I get outside and I look, dude. There's a full nest in the pedo. What? A full, a full nest. There's an airplane that crashed in, in the Caribbean because of this. Bugs in the pedo. There was a full wasp nest and the captain's pedo wow right if we took off that day the amount of alarm bells that would have been going off in that airplane would have been insane and i and i told this guy i'm like hey we rejected over 100 knots you should have seen the tires they look like it looks like it looked like alligator skin right yeah i'm like dude i looked at a guy i'm like dude thank you man you did an awesome job you reacted right he reacted quickly because at v1 if he went past v1 he would have had to go. That's the rules. And I don't think we had enough stopping distance on this airport. But yeah, um, I straight up, I told him, thank you. And to this day, this happened like probably six or seven years ago. Every time I see this pilot, we still smile about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's mutual respect right? at that point. Yeah. A, we literally bonded over it. Right. So I give these guys a lot of respect. I, I believe that where we are today we most definitely need them right Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. most definitely need them but that being said in 20 years with the way things are going right now i don't know right i don't know because technology it's crazy man it's it's come so far Mm -hmm. yeah imagine Imagine what that technology is going to look like for us. You know what I mean? Like in 20 some plus years, I'm, I'm hopeful for this. I doubt it's ever going to happen, but I would 100% like my own R2 droid as a, yeah. as a partner <laughs> mechanic. I really would. I, right? I mean, yes and no. I mean, in 20 plus, in 20 plus years, a, a belt loader is still going to put a hole in the side of an airbus. <laughs> <and throw laughs> like, I, 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 I want the nanobots in place of me. I, I want to be yeah. a uh, techno mechanic. I, I want nanobots running through. I want to be like Inspector Gadget and yeah. literally pull my finger out and a screwdriver pops out. 
See, we see, we want, see, we want Inspector Gadget, but what's really going to happen is going to be more like Vader. You know what I mean? You'd be just be like a hodgepodge of machines, you know, that don't agree yeah. with each other. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I don't know what I'm that. doing. <laughs> I'm totally okay with this. Uh, Have you guys seen the system? I don't know if it's Boeing that has it, but it's essentially it's essentially a uh, like a goggles. Yeah, and you walk up to the aircraft. aircraft say, for example, yeah, we did this. You tried yeah, it? we we uh, we we did this. Uh, we we did the run through within our company, and uh, yeah. we did the testing version of it. It's yeah. more for automotive. They're 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 doing this from automotive. Military is using this. Uh, right. United States Air Force, I believe, is using this for, at the moment. Boeing is doing it, but in a very selective few things. Right. Uh, but commercial use, like commercial aircraft use, not there yet. The technology yeah. is not there yet. But it's it's coming. It's coming. The whole um, uh, visor with digital format. and um, it, But it's not practical. It really is not practical. What? You're going to walk up to a landing gear. Yes. Okay. It's going to point out Zerk fittings for you, for example, or grease yeah. fittings. Are you going to really use that? No, you're not. Because it's not practical. You're going to walk up well, to first. an aircraft. You're going to get dirty. You're going to get, you're going to damage the equipment. And these are, this equipment does not, is not cheap. You're well, talking first. about thousands and thousands of dollars. The first thing that's going to happen is going to get covered in 33 grease. Yep. Well, okay. Exactly. <laughs> but, but okay. So the the silver the silver lining on this. So this technology is useful. It's good. Uh, my suggestion, whoever is listening or Boeing, Airbus, whatever, I don't care. Uh, the point of the technology is it's better used for troubleshooting. Yes, that's the point of this technology. That the technology is not for the uh what do you call it um the mundane tasks of oh i need to know how to change a tire or uh, lubricate a landing gear no you you don't need that that's that's simple basic maintenance go read and open up the manual look at the pictures and actually read but when it comes down to the actual troubleshooting portion of it this is where this technology can get really 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 cool because now you're interacting with software and looking at the technology and looking at, um, let's say, TSMs or FIMS and just understanding where and how the faults are being created and how to properly diagnose the aircraft. Yeah. I think that's where it, it, it really will shine really a lot. You know, that this is a good segue too, because uh, you mentioned like uh, the troubleshooting says myself, MVP and Shoreline, we've always said like troubleshooting is a skill that we need to keep. Right. And uh, especially with y'all's content and your facts and your videos and how your know, how to's. Have you guys ever had to deal with somebody who just wants to play stump the chump? You know, you, you know what I mean? Like they just have to be the smart one in the room. Well, that that comes mm -hmm. uh natural in our industry sadly yeah there's a lot of that so yeah so if those uh those types how i deal with it i mean, i sit back and i'm like go right ahead man you know just just do what you got to do oh man i love how you said that i brent i love how you said that because that's exactly what i do like at one point or another 
if you're trying to do something and you're trying to like move and troubleshoot properly troubleshoot and somebody is just headbutting you and just doing this and that and other and you're like okay fine go ahead do your thing ahead, let's your let's thing. see where you end up and mm-hmm. max tell them tell them what? what ends up happening you fail and upwards. when somebody does that you become a supervisor <laughs> you fail upwards for me i like to uh I like to approach situations like that, like uh, that I don't, I, I kind of like to approach situations that I don't, I don't really know anything. It's kind of 100% when, I, when I'm working with a lot of people, because, uh, you know, I'm really lucky where I work in that uh, I work with a lot of people that have a lot of experience and I'm able to learn a lot from just kind of, just kind of asking them their questions or, or, or my questions, asking them my questions and, getting a better understanding of, of how they approach the situations, you know? Right. Even though I've been doing this a number of years, like, you know, a lot of the guys I work with have 40 years in the industry and, you know, they've, they've seen it all, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's more or less how I, I deal with it too, especially like, because uh, nowadays I, uh, I work as an auditor or an inspector and my job is to kind of just trust in you, like trust, but verify more than anything. And sometimes I'm I'm called out to do audits on systems I've never seen before. Like um, whatever the case may be, like um, instead of like just flat out saying, "Hey, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Please accept my audit." I would just kind of dial back to the basics of the of things. Like, tell me what this is. How did you do it? Where did you find it? What did you use to fix it? What says? this is cool for you to fix it. Can you show me what you did? Right. And stuff like that. Like, like yeah. just open-ended questions where like, um, uh, it, it, uh, lets them explain what they did and it kind of, they kind of tat- let them tattletale on themselves if any more than <laughs> anything. And, um, when I, when I ask it like that, if their story sounds legit, right. It's kind of like a sell to me. Like if they can over explain something or if they can explain something as a process step that, okay, this guy could be totally lying to my face, but he sounds like he knows what he's doing <laughs> And uh, versus like someone who just kind of like scratches head like, Oh, uh, hold on. Let me flip to this real quick or whatever. I'm like, okay, did, yeah. but did you, did you really do it that way though? Or are you just saying that just to shut me up? You know? Um, so like with, uh, you guys made that point pretty clear and it's actually true. Like there's going to be guys in, aviation in general actually anywhere where you have to get technical somebody's always going to try to outsmart you and 100 you're cool do it go for it bro like i'm not challenging right. your intelligence i'm just saying that your your application may not be relevant to what i'm doing <laughs> there's, there's no point there's no point in outsmarting one or the other mm-hmm. i i sit down uh, even with the uh, junior mechanics Mm-hmm. Uh, I've sat down and they've taught me things and they've paid attention to details that I could not, I missed. 100%. And then, you know, oh, absolutely. And I, I, I learn. Uh, it, it's a learning process. You always got to learn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, That's right. well, what was it? The, the, this weekend, this weekend I was working and, um, I had nothing but wide bodies. Uh, we're working on a seven, eight, seven. And I was with one of our, just one of our, our, our senior mechanics. Like the guy is just smart. Like I, I don't know how to put this. Like genius level smart. 
but eccentric yeah. level. Like uh, you can, I can ask him for an AMM reference. He knows it by heart. <laughs> that level. Wow. But he can't wrench. He doesn't have to. Mm. He doesn't, he doesn't have to. That's the point. Right. He doesn't, he right. did his job. He, he, he did his wrenching duties at this point. He came to, came to a point where he's so intelligent. He's so smart. Right. Right. He can just pinpoint something and he knows under and understands the aircraft. It's what do you, what do you call it? Six. Uh, you called it. Uh, I think one of the, your past posts, he said the, the, the whisperer. Oh yeah. The plane whisperer. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, one of those guys. It's like yeah. that they can walk up to an aircraft and just look at it and say, this is what's wrong. And oh, yeah, that's the, one of the people that, yeah, and it was beautiful. And, and and I got to sit next to him and and talk to him and he explained as we proceeded doing our operational check. Uh, and uh man, the, like he's talking and, and he lo- the more you ask questions to seniors, the more they like to talk. And yeah. which is a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm I was on a, a I was on a crew changing a I was changing a main flap on a triple seven. Which is like a, it's a pretty involved job, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the full removal and installation of the flap. And you got to manually change it to all these different degrees. It's crazy. Right. And I did it with like a pretty, a pretty green crew and it, it took a long time, you know? And then, mm-hmm. and then like, uh, I don't know, a month or two later, I did it again with like a, a, a group of some pretty high time senior guys that are all the plain whisperer types. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was like in a, I was I felt like I was in a ballet. It was just like <laughs> this is so easy. Oh my goodness! I love the, I love those. It like uh, makes the hard jobs like just if, uh, yeah, dude. It, I was just, on the list. It flows. Like, it flows. How, is, how are you guys doing this? This is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, and, they, they make it look so easy. They do, yeah. And you're like, dude, I, ugh. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm okay. You know, I'm all right. But they just, they got it down to it, science. Yeah, and then when, you, and when you're sitting next to these people and you're listening to them and you're watching them and it's just like, it's like, like magic. Man, it's magic. And the thing is, the magic is, it, if you're not paying attention and if you're not asking the questions, that magic fades away, like, whew, gone. Mm-hmm. It disappears. It literally disappears. And if you're not there, and you're not literally asking those questions and grasping that knowledge out of them, it goes away. It disappears into nothing. And these people will retire. Mm-hmm. And that knowledge and that magic will go with them. So this is why I always encourage, ask questions. Even if, if it's the dumbest question in the world, please ask the question. The dumbest question that is asked Oh, excuse me. What was that? Was that term? Uh, the, the dumbest, dumbest thing qu- that's the, the dumbest question ahead, is the one on. not asked. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> you know. So so here here's like the one thing that I can really appreciate with today's technology, including social media, for all its quirks and issues, is a lot of stuff like the ones we put out, especially the three of you guys. I'm just gonna polish your ego here real quick. Is you we you put out these life lessons, however quick and gut punching it is or how in in depth it is or if it's just like a little quip to kind of help stick in your head 
the way it's going right now is they uh, have longevity now. Like it's in the internet and it exists and it'll probably exist for the next 30 plus years long after we're too old and busted to hold wrenches anymore. Like as in once you post something to the internet, it's there forever. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to stop posting. Oh, no, don't do that. We need we need you. This is how we this is how it records, I, I, man. I need to I need to know how Lord of the Air Rings ends in your terms. Okay. We'll get there I, I just want to I just want to just step away for one second. I want to move aside and ask Max a question. Go for What's it. Up? Would you consider Lord of the Rings a Christmas movie? This seems like a trap. Uh, no, I'm just no. This is like legit. They were released during the holidays, so. Uh, like my family, like right now, we watch it during the holidays. Would you consider? Yeah, that? I, I could. It, it has some Christmas vibes to it. You know, there's presents. There's yeah. nice. There's a nice. Fi- the fire in Bag End feels like a Christmas morning to me. Yeah. Uh. You know, they go on a fun little adventure. <laughs> um. Anatar, aka Sauron. Was the bringer of gifts, you know, bringing the knowledge that to kill a brimboard to forge the rings of power. So yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of got some Christmas vibes to it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. okay I just want. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just playing uh, Die Hard on repeat right now. So uh, Die Hard is Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, for Die sure. Hard is not a Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you take that away from me! Don't you dare! Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Bruce Willis said it himself. Die Hard is it's not a, a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. I don't care what he said. <laughs> Listen here, Bruce. You didn't make this. We, <laughs> we didn't make this for you. <laughs> Tag Bruce Willis in this. I don't care. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm actually about it. I think uh, I can say Lord of the Rings is is a Christmas movie. I, I can vibe with it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can too. Yeah. It feels like a, when I watch it, I feel like it's Christmas morning, you know. So yeah. regardless of the content in the movie, it feels yeah. like Christmas. Well, yeah. like there's yeah. always there's always a good a good side to it, right? Like it can be bleak, just bleak, and then it ends nice. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah, there's death everywhere, but we won. Hey. It makes, honestly, it makes pride, honestly, yeah. I've been watching The Hobbit. Yeah, and The Hobbit has actually like I've watched it. I think it's the second time I'm watching it now. The series of The Hobbit. I'm enjoying it actually even more. It's like a prequel. Yeah, it is a prequel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I will say part two was probably my favorite one out of the out of the three. The Desolation of Smog. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I would. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Wait, Matt. Wait, is that is that your favorite? Really? Well, out of the Uh, three, out of the three, the Hobbit movies. No, the Hobbit movies. Okay. No, 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 no. My actually, my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Is a controversial opinion, um, okay, which is it's the Fellowship, dude. I Fellowship's the best one, and it used to not be. It used to be Two Towers. Yep, I was um, about to say like I would totally. I can. I can. Wait, see wait, wait. Yes. Yeah, Fellowship's the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, and, I'm, I'm with you on that. I and like the longer, the, first one. the more I get into it, like it's my favorite book, and it has since become my favorite movie. Uh, just because. I don't know. There's like this innocence at the beginning and there's this, this like I, loss of it. And then, I agree. you know, like you're watching them kind of like really start their, their character development. And like mm-hmm. the, the journey through Moria is like, 
it's crazy. It's crazy. Like okay. Sam, they kill their first orcs and like they go through some, through some really big trials. And it's like not these like massive armies fighting each other, right? The war hasn't really started at that point. It's just this, this small band of adventurers like against all odds. And it's like, it's very personal and it ends on a low point, you know, at the breaking of the fellowship and Boromir's death. This is true. And so it's like, it, you're just like, and, and Gandalf, you know, falling in cause of doom, you're just like, oh man, like, how are they going to come back from all this? Doesn't this sound like aircraft maintenance, like our careers, like when we started? Yeah, this is, yeah right. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is where my brain goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking is, about airplanes, dude. Yeah. 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 So like uh, right now, thing. right now we're at the point with uh, Return of the King where we're the ghost army, we're the ghost army at this point, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're, <laughs> we're, we, uh, I'd let, I'd let we are the ghosts. <laughs> That's we like my one favorite country. part in the in the whole Return of the King. I mean, besides the end, I I I, uh, I love the end. Uh, but if I were to pick a favorite moment in uh, Return of the King, it's when they meet the Ghost Army. Um, when they're traveling through the dim hole. Yes, yeah. and then uh, that first scene when they, uh, I, I think this is in the extended edition where they raid the boats to get on the boat. The Corsairs of Umbar. Yes. Yeah. I think th those two wow. scenes really ring for me. <laughs> and um well besides the end the end is uh, obviously a banger but like uh, as far as return of the king goes it's those two scenes but uh, like you said I'm, I'm really starting to appreciate fellowship a lot yeah people people hate on fellowship because it's a lot of walking but it's it's arguably the best movie and like the nazgul are terrifying in it you know it's, yeah that's oh, cool yeah and uh, there, there was such a gap too but when in the original theatric release like it just goes like death and despair and then they just vanish like what happened <laughs> yeah it's crazy <laughs> See, right. this is airplanes. We're talking about airplanes. Yeah, right. That's kind of like us, right? Like, we're, talk we're talking about airplanes. They're they're doing great. They did just vanish. Where did they go? <laughs> I don't know. But look at these dragons. Dragons, everybody. Well, they weren't dragons, but they were like wyverns. They're wyverns. I feel like I, feel like, I, I like I like how uh, how Brent's over here like talking about ILS minimums and stuff, and I'm over here like, oh, I like Fellowship of the Ring a lot. <laughs> that, that, that's, actually, that's actually cooler. That's what you talk about cooler, okay? I don't know, dude. ILSs don't bring happiness to the world. They bring happiness hey, to two people in the flight deck. Well, if, they, if, <laughs> if, if the cat, ILS cat three, cat, yeah. cat three that brings happiness to the world. Yeah, but when I cat mean, three that, stops working, that, people are very very happy when they get diverted. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So uh, hey. I, I mentioned about the longevity of the of social media and stuff. Like, have you ever guys ever felt like you're just kind of shouting into the void? You know what I mean? Like, oh you, man, bro, bro, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, did I did I hit one? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm airing my insecurities right now. Like, <laughs> no, no, you're not. They're not hitting insecurities. You're you're hitting the nail on the head. You're you're because because that's what I've been doing lately. It's just like I feel like I'm shouting out into the void. I I, I don't know. I, at this point, I don't know what I'm doing. I keep showing, I keep talking, I keep uh, presenting things, but I don't know what it's doing at this point anymore. Uh, the it's only the only, I don't know what it's doing. I honestly don't know what it's doing at this point. I hope it's working. It's, listen, Max is the face of the FAA right now. Uh, yeah, man, <laughs> he's got the sword, man. He's got the sword. He's got the sword. I mean, I don't know, like, dude. I, I honestly don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I keep, I keep talking. I keep uh, doing things, and uh, the thing with me is, I, you guys know, 
I talk. I, I talk a lot. And uh, I talk to everybody. But I don't know where it's going. I don't know where it's uh, where all this information is flowing into. Is it going into a, some positive direction? Is it helping? I, I, I believe mean, so. You tell me. I think so, yeah. I think it is. I, I think so. it's helping. Yeah, sure as heck is helping me, for sure. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I think so. it is. Especially, especially like, like, because, like, you come out with these, like, really, like, in-depth videos that a lot of people, especially younger people that are kind of getting into the industry, right? Um, there's not a lot of good, accessible, um, technical information about aircraft out there. Like there yeah. is, like you can find tons of find videos on YouTube or whatever that kind of break down 737 systems, but no offense to whoever makes those videos they're they're painfully boring sometimes right mm -hmm. um a lot of times it's using like it, it, it's like cbt's basically is what you're watching that's, yes. that's what it is. and yeah. and you present information about various aircraft systems on various aircraft type in a very like palatable and engaging way that it does not exist on the internet and so i think there's a lot of younger people that are just now getting into the industry or going to school or curious about aviation as a whole and they probably see your videos and they're able to maybe get a better understanding because also AMP schools in the United States don't really go that in depth on like specific commercial aviation systems. Like you're sure, very sure. You know what I mean? And and yeah. so like there's when you get out into the field, you're like, they didn't teach me this. You know, when I went to my first gin fam, I didn't even know what a PFD was because they didn't really talk about it in my school. I was mm -hmm. like, what, what, what's a PFD? Like, and they're like primary flight display. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know? And yeah. it's just crazy how there's like this lack of kind of education there. And you <laughs> kind of fill that role in like a very uh, effective way. No, you don't. I, and the, uh, let, me, let me add to that. Like, I rather like the way he explains it, it's different to some guy on YouTube that's never actually touched a system. Yes, yeah, right. exactly. There's a, lot, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of people that talk about stuff, but you've never interacted with it. You never took it apart. You never troubleshot it. You never rewired it. You never, you know. So it's different when someone's actually dealt with it versus someone's that's just reading, say, the SDS mm -hmm. or the, you know, the flight manual or something like that. Right? Oh, it's man, you, 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 so, you really uh, hit the nail on the head right there. Uh, right? I, what so, if, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm like what 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 Stig's doing. It's it's phenomenal, and I keep saying that he is the he is the face of us because he's doing what I can't do. I right? can't do and, it. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. No. So <laughs> I, I send people then, over then, to Stig all the time. They're like, "Where can I get some more information about airplane?" I'm like, go look at Stig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the face of the faceless man, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The the yeah. the the turquoise gloved hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I actually want him. I want him to get the actual Stig helmet. I want him to wear that white helmet. <laughs> we got to make you yeah. some stig branded gloves yeah yeah did you guys see my newest reel today uh, no you, i didn't safety wire the lock the safety wire the lock wire yeah, yeah. oh god oh wait a minute that one yes that was so good how many times you got the uh, lock wire in your finger i lost All count the, a lot <laughs> How far? Yeah, 
Uh, oh, deep. I've, I've, I've had safety wire <laughs> go through my entire uh, finger. I've had uh, safety wire go through the web of between my thumb and my, obviously the web. I know. Between the web yeah. and the index finger, the, the thumb at the end, index finger. Yeah, I've had that okay. too. <laughs> I know what you mean. It, it sucks. Right, it, it went right through it. And <laughs> guess what I did? Yeah, you banded it, it back. Now pulled it out, looked at it. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, did you, super glue? Yeah, I was about to say, super glue? <laughs> did you super glue? Yeah, yep, super uh, glue. I, I thought you were going to say, you, you put a little pigtail on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> might as well, right? It's still good. Yeah. Uh, that would be funny. Uh, but yeah, no. but uh, I don't know, man. Um, again, uh, what you guys are talking about. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, no, you you're, keep I, doing what you're doing. Even oh, if you okay. think you're talking to avoid, people are listening. Well, I say that for it, all it, it, really. Yeah, it, it, it's it. all of us. It's it's all of us. It's honestly, it's not just. It, it's a combination. It's everybody. It's not just me. It's not Max. It's not Brent. It's it's everybody. Oh, there's a lot of us. There's, there's a lot, a lot of, us. of us. There's a lot of us. So yeah. it's it's a community. And the thing is, we all are friends. We're all, yes. Just because, just just because the three of us are here and we're 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 talking, and there, there's so many more other voices out there. There's so many other good experts out there, good technicians. Man, oh, yeah. oh man, phenomenal. so many phenomenal, like smart phenomenal guys, guys out there. That that they don't they don't even post. They, they don't do anything. They're just they're just private people. But like the messages I get, oh my goodness. That that's These the one right are, there. That's it right that, there. You know, like uh, dude, it's, it's, it's just especially us. Like uh, for mechanics in general, like we're very private. It's like we're hermits almost. You know, yeah, like, uh, we we're, are. We're Radagast in the woods. Like we're good, but we just not peopley. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, we're, because we understand machines. That, 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 that's what we're used to. We 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 work on the machine. After the machine is fixed, we just go home. We we, we live our personal lives, but. Man, you know, you we post things and we get relatable content. Like, not, excuse me, not content. We get relatable people that message us back because they understand. Yes. They see things we'll put out there and then they talk to us. And like me personally, I, I talk to every single people, or every single person that res, you know, responds to anything. And uh, it's beautiful because it, these are genuine, hardworking mechanics and people even enthusiasts even when i put out questions like silly little questions i put out there you get responses of genuine heartfelt uh inquisitive minds and professionals as well on top of that because i get professionals commenting on things like hey you know you can put this on a meal or even advising me hey you, this is this can be done a little bit differently teaching me dude it it's phenomenal the mm -hmm. industry is is so hidden away in an army of mechanics like brent and max and sebastian and uh, like so many other people and the stand we're pushing it forward we're mm -hmm. pushing it forward like hey we exist Mm -hmm. Zeto does Isn't some amazing it? stuff too man yeah yeah, yeah exactly oh my god yes does some amazing stuff too and and so I think that's what's that's what really uh, keeps me going, or at least keeps us going, is like we get these feelings that we're just shouting to the void. It's just nothing. We're like we're throwing stuff in the air and, no, and nothing's catching it. And then somebody just 
messages a question or just messages in general, right? Whether it's a diss or a praise or whatever, like something we said sparked them enough to be, to pull themselves out of their own privacy and interact. That's a, that's like celebrity win for me. Like, um, I, I say this to you guys and I probably will do this until my, my last breath is you guys, you guys are our celebrities, really. Every single mechanic out there that's doing the work, grind, putting their nose to the grindstone, y'all are our celebrities because you're the ones making the, making the do happen. And we're just a bunch of bobbleheads on this mic, like just trying to recollect all your, all your stories and yeah. kind of say it in such a universal way, all three of us really. When everyone else out there who does post something, we're trying to capture this moment in time that that's relatable. And when yeah. someone like messages about it, like that hits home, man. Like I'm getting sentimental now, but that's what hits home for me. And it's not like the YouTube call up, like, hey, we want to sponsor you. Or this this video is sponsored by XYZ. And like, that'd be cool. Don't get me wrong. That would be cool. I would love to do more of helping mm -hmm. people as a full-time job. But, you know, like, uh, it's, um, as long as it helps somebody, it can be just one person, doesn't matter. But as long as that one is, is being helped or challenged or just having them reset their mind a little bit, that's a win. Yeah. And that's more or less yeah. what uh, we do it for. Um, tying it all back into place, like how we were brought up and what sort of, uh, tr trials and tribulations we've been through however long we've been in this in the system mm -hmm. and then there's guys out there who probably have been feeling it and just haven't had the voice to really put it into words or they've just been so shut down that they just don't care no more mm -hmm. and uh, you, you can't do that you can't let the their voices be diminished you you can't allow uh people especially in this industry and to just go unheard they need a voice right even, even if it's a even if it's an angry voice you, you you gotta let them speak because they have something to say right well i think i think a big issue uh in in this industry just in general as a mechanic from the mechanic standpoint is that you feel at least i've felt this way and i'm sure most mechanics aircraft mechanics have as you or sorry aircraft maintenance engineers i know <laughs> I, i'm meaning um you feel very <laughs> invisible a lot of times like you, it can oh, yeah. feel you feel kind of like uh like a backdrop or like a yes i don't know you're 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 not you, you feel very um irrelevant like, yeah irrelevant <laughs> people people they see everybody else and you're just like this invisible force but so crucial to the whole thing and so i think what's nice about making the content for me for uh regardless of like any other circumstance uh especially just from a as an aircraft mechanic is it's like hey look where we exist this is a thing that exists and people you know when other uh i get a lot of like other people that work as mechanics in the industry and they reach out to me and they're like dude I was so stoked to see an aircraft mechanic and you're like, yeah, yeah. You know, cause yeah. it's, it's a good feeling, like, isn't it? You're like, look, look at this. This is a whole thing that we do. Yeah. And the other coolest part is Max. It's, uh, you get to, uh, 
respond and talk to people and uh they're your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. they yeah. daily are yeah you, you know you, you pick up a message and you're like hey I, I worked on that or hey i worked on this or or people that are in the military uh, you know hey this that the other and you relate and it's like because they are they are your brothers they right, are your sisters it's no matter nice what, being able be, to like have people feel that they're represented in the world, even if it's just on a stupid video on the internet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah what exactly. they do for a living is is like it's relevant. It is right, so, exactly. So yeah. I hate to do this right now, but I'm going to go down this path. Um, <laughs> it's just pretty sad to see what some people get paid to do this job. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, is. it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, you shouldn't be making 25 bucks an hour to I mean, I, fix a flying machine. I was making yeah. 18 dollars. I was making 18 bucks an hour when I was working on the Q400. <laughs> right. I was uh, right. When I start when I started Brent when I started Brent uh this is back way back. Uh, uh what was it? $16 an hour. I was about to say like it was, an hour. I was about to say since you said way back I was like Third, yeah. 14 <laughs> I was like, well, that was real. I was really lowballing it yeah. just because you said like, well, this is back in the day, like 14. Yeah. That's still, right. that's crap. Don't get me wrong. That's crap. But no, but yeah. that's what it was. That, that's what it was back then. But you know, it's, it's different now. It's different now. I, mm-hmm. I think with what all of the aircraft mechanics are doing right now in social media, I think social media is the key. It might not happen quickly, but it'll happen eventually. To break us out of that mold because right. it will show the world and that's who we have to sell ourselves to is not to other pilots or nothing because pilots know what we do they know exactly what we do they know they know exactly what we do yeah m- most we, pilots i talk to are very supportive of us mm-hmm. very supportive of us right but it's the general public that has no idea what we do right so with social media we're exposing ourselves to the world to the people that are not accustomed to seeing this stuff right and i think as this becomes more prominent it might have an effect on how we're viewed how we're compensated and that, that's my hope that's my thought you know and, I mean, yeah. and you are absolutely correct and let, let me add to what you just said let me just uh staple something to the back end of this and let me say something to every single aircraft maintenance technician engineer out there. And I hope you are all listening. Let's stick together for once, yeah? 100%. Stop talking, stop talking trash. Stop being, yeah, stop being negative towards each other for once, for once. And this is the biggest downfall of aircraft maintenance, honestly. This is the biggest downfall. We don't support each other. Like, obviously, our friends here, we all support each other. But all in all, the, the big general scope, start supporting each other. Stand as one. If you stand as one, you will be recognized as one. And believe it or not, you'll be, you'll be recognized and people will see that aircraft maintenance is what makes aircraft fly right we, we, right. we always say it we fix you fly right just right. you gotta you gotta be in unison 
we're brothers, all of us, no matter what language, license, we all work in the same airplanes. You know, like the Boeing 737 here is uh, in Canada, it's the same in, in the U.S., it's the same in Malaysia, yep. it's the same airplane. Skydraw yeah, right. burns all of our eyes the same. <laughs> lovely, yes. yes. We all we all breathe the lovely jet A. Exactly. I hate the smell of jet A. I hate it. <laughs> I would say, man, like I, I I would prefer jet A over aeroshell. I'm just saying. I would too. No, I, I yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I agree. Yeah, no, I I hate aeroshell. Aeroshell is my least favorite smell. You you know what, man? Like I I hate I, I, I hate it. I can't top what Stig was saying like that right there, man. I think that's a good, uh, 100%. a good point to kind of end ourselves on a high note on that. Cause it's re- it's true. Like, um, uh, we said it uh, throughout the episode that we're very private. We kind of keep to ourselves and we tend to try to stump the chump a lot, even though we know enough to help and just banding together. We can lead to all sorts of things like what brands say with, better compensation, better work conditions, better hours, better everything. And it all starts with us just uniting. You know, I, I'm picture I'm picturing like a a huge scene, you know, where everyone just kind of puts a puts it down their differences and just kind of like, okay, like we kind of <laughs> sort of hate each other, but we hate that over there more. <laughs> you know <laughs> there's gotta be a Lord of the Rings reference for that. Yes. Um, <laughs> wait. Uh, wait, oh, I know this one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, you, you. The, the, my precious, my all, precious. All, all, all the banners. No, my, uh, no, no, my, my precious. Hear the precious. What the ring? The, the, you gotta relate this to the, my precious. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, less than six thousand spears. It's less than half we'd hope for. You know, we need we need all the spears. You can only hold on you know? to it so long. <laughs> King Theoden needed the might of the Rohirrim to break the siege on Minas Tirith. You that's know? the word. That's yeah. the one. He couldn't that's have done right. it. He couldn't have done it had not all of the 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 banners been called. Next you know, video. Right. Okay, that, that's, that's it. Us. That's your next video. That's yeah. your next video. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It's like a red yeah, day. <laughs> a red day. <laughs> Ere the uh, sun rises. I love these guys. I swear to God, I love these guys. <laughs> Fourth year lingus. Yeah. Uh, any last words, Brent? No, man. Uh, as Steve was saying, I just hope that we can all just stick, stick together, stop bringing each other down, support each other. We're, we do the same job, same team, no matter the license. As you know, Max said, Skyball, Sky, Skydraw burns the same. Yeah. No matter yeah. What, which yeah. Skyball it falls in. So <laughs> Absolutely. that's pretty much it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, for, yeah. and thank, thanks for having me on the show. Not a problem. Hey, thank you guys for coming. And hey, let us know what you guys think. Like, what sort of uh, things are going around in your areas? What sort of things that you heard on the show resonate with you? Hey, if you want to challenge us, ask us stuff, or just learn a little bit more about what we do, what we say, hear some of our content, some of that gut punch, that critical hit gut punching. Uh, there's Stig at Stig Aviation, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the likes, all the same username. There's Airplane Facts with Max, Likeways with instagram tiktok uh twitch right <laughs> yeah twitch i just started streaming oh dude yeah. i i just dude i i subscribe to your twitch i've been watching your uh, uh sorry I, I know i'm messing your holding up over here but <laughs> nah, dude, you're good. You're... go watch go, go, go watch it go watch max's twitch man that, that that stuff is just 
fun to watch. Sorry, I'm going to shut up. No, nah, man, it's all unscripted, unscripted and unfiltered and fun. And then, as uh, Brent said, Instagram, m- mostly Instagram at Total Aviation. And then there's always us. You can hit us up on our email, our website, Instagram, whichever. Whichever is the easiest for you. The absolute best way to get a hold of us and have like conversations like this is get on our Discord channel. This stuff happens all the time. We get challenged. We give some advice, have some advice heard, share some memes that are a little bit too beyond PG of what social media would allow us to. <laughs> so head on over those to let us know what y'all think. On that note, hey, we thank you all for listening and we'll see you all on the next one. Take care, everybody. <laughs> Later. See ya. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Eric Shaw, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Mike Sherwood, Caleb Stockhill, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks like access to our private Discord, discounts and early access to our merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. You can further support us and show off your prowess as an aircraft specialist by visiting our shop at cancelformaintenance.com. If you like classy or rugged watches, visit our affiliate Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX, the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total order. If you have suggestions for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at cancelformainness.com and we'll do what we can to get both your ideas and yourself on the show. Please support us on social media like Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or Twitter at C-X-M-X Podcast. Please check out our new comic series on the Tapas app. Like, share, subscribe, and comment on our comics. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for your support and listenership, and we will catch you all next time.